Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Philip Lowe, Chairman of Platform Markets Group. Good afternoon, Philip. Afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Really appreciate you spending the time to do this today. Obviously, looking forward to talking about your new event in Antibes, your know, platform, going into a lot of detail about that and the reasons behind it. And also, you know, maybe find out a bit more about yourself and your history in the sector. Before we start, do you just want to give a quick introduction of, of who you are and what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, so um, at, at the moment, I, um, I'm now heading uh, a small company called uh, Platform Markets Group. And uh, the initial objective of the company is to uh, provide events um, within the data center digital infrastructure uh, segment. And uh, we'll be launching our first uh, event, the inaugural event in Antibes this September. A very exciting event it is. And obviously say we'll go into a lot more detail about it shortly. I know you've had a, you know, a very successful career in the data center sector and you've been in and around the industry for, for quite a while, but how did it all start for you? How did you start your career and how did you end up in, you know, this world of data centers that we're all in today? Yeah. It's, it's slightly accidentally probably, um, uh, Andy, but I, I started work actually in the city and, um, uh, that in fact took me to work in Asia for about f- four or five years. Uh, I was working with a with a part of Citibank, and uh, when I came back, um, I went back into the city. But it became obvious to me that you know what I was doing at the time, which was uh, largely shipbroken, was not going to be something I wanted to, to stay in for uh, too long, and I. Um, moved across into marketing and uh, began with a telecoms company and then headed up a research unit, a research company, in fact, that was owned by seven of the European telecom operators. And we did a lot of research projects jointly, which obviously gave them a lot of advantages uh, from a, from a cost point of view. Uh, but uh, after I'd sort of finished that that sort of period of my life, I decided to set up my my own company and uh, establish Broad Group. Which um, initially we, were, I mean, because of the work I'd done before in consulting, we we covered uh, collocation was one of the topics that we covered, including wholesale, dark fiber, city fiber, that sort of thing. And um, collocation seemed to be something that was going to be huge. I, I just sort of sensed it. And um, it was actually suggested to me that, you know, why don't you provide an event covering data centers in Europe? So, in fact, the very first event uh, was called Data Centers Europe. And uh, that went, went off. We had about, about 180 people at that event and had some very curious uh, speakers, uh, but it was it was really interesting, and it grew from there. And we we'd always held the event at that time in London, um, and then I just sensed by year six it was sort of it needed refreshing and uh, to 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 you know in, increase the product life cycle of of, of the event. Um, we moved it to the south of France 
initially in Sofia Antipolis and then in Nice, and then famously to, to Monaco. So it sort of evolved over all those years. And the program did as well, the content, the speakers. But it, it became a very familiar industry. And uh, I think people enjoyed uh, the networking opportunity that we, we provided probably more than anything else. But we always did pay great attention to content and the, the, the value of that. We wanted that to be really rich uh, so that the experience was, was a good one. Um, and uh, fortunately, things worked out uh, in that in that way. But say, coming uh, data centers was was not a an air or indeed events was not really on my sort of radar when I when I started work all those years ago. See, <laughs> uh, and, and most people that we talk to are similar, aren't they? You know, we all have these aspirations as young people where we want our career to go, but the reality tends to be very different. And, mm. and data centers is definitely a sector that a lot of us have fallen into, and that's obviously what we're trying to change so that people actually make the decision mm. to enter the sector. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on with events is, is just before we move on to on teams, but just how has events changed through your career? You know, how have you seen the, the industry evolve, I guess, from kind of the early stages when you were creating events to now when you know COVID had an impact and, and what people are actually looking for in an event? Yes, exactly. Well, I, th- I think the core the core value of of face to face meetings and events is is just that it's it's a bringing together of people who have interests in meeting other people. So it's it's buyers, it's sellers, it's it's advisors, consultants, professional intermediaries, a whole whole range of people, and that's the value. The singular value of the event is is the networking that it affords. Um, but over the years, that that's changed uh, in terms of what uh, data centers have wanted to achieve out of the event. Um, and of course, uh, you know, the, the, it's always the case that um, with 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 the events, supplier organizations are really important because they do underwrite uh, a lot of the the events. And so we've had a, a tremendous relationship with with companies like Schneider Electric and Vertiv and Comscope over the years, which has been immensely, you know, uh, gratifying for us. But uh, the the data centers themselves, the operators, obviously, they they have an interest in meeting customers and identifying trends that are changing, which which open up new customer uh, segments to them. So that was that was number one. And over the years, of course. Uh, today, everybody would like to meet Amazon. They'd like to meet Microsoft, Google, etc. So it's 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 sort of changed very much in that way. We we did a lot of work on large enterprises during the, during the last sort of ten years mainly, and um, the, you know the, they were very very important uh, to to secure their presence at, at the event was very important, and uh, not always easy to achieve either. Um, and, and perhaps even more difficult now now with the hyperscales. But uh, that's the reality. That's the challenge that you face as a, an event operator, uh, event organizer. Um, you have to um, ensure that the quality of, of the people present it meets the needs of uh, the different parties who are attending. And that's not not only the sponsors, but the delegates themselves. So, so there has been a, ch- a change in that direction. And this, the second change is perhaps 
whereas initially we were focusing a lot on perhaps the the, the power and the, the sort of the machinery, the engine of, net, of data centers. Now I think people are taking, well, particularly with the Antibe event, um, are taking you know more strategic view of the market, the investment opportunity that data center platforms represent, which is quite quite a change. Yeah, no, very true. And you've kind of seen that shift in the industry, haven't we, as a as a whole, where as more more money's come into the sector and it's more exposed, there's obviously a change in the dynamics of of who you're talking to and who you, who you want at your events, like you were saying. But, and obviously that brings us on nicely to platform and on teams and you know your new event. For those that don't know, do you want to just give an overview of you've touched on it there, but kind of what it is and the reasons behind it? Yeah, well, I mean, the, I think the, the the main thing is that over, over the last, obviously, over the last sort of uh, two years, which has been probably horrendous for a lot of people, um, the, the the networking element has been completely missing. Um, but in the meantime, the data center sector has actually prospered and, and done tremendously well with the you know accelerated use of of cloud based services. Uh, demand has has increased substantially, and uh, we're adjusting now to a new new reality of uh, working from home and and uh, different types of e-commerce that that than before. So the demand for data centers has actually increased, and in parallel to that, um, the investment in data centers over the last two years, in particular, has been. You know, substantial, and in terms of hundreds of billions of dollars. And um, while initially I think we were looking for 2022 to be a, a 200 billion dollar year, I'm not so sure. Uh, certainly, in the current events have tempered that. We have the headwinds of both inflation and also the war in in Ukraine, which brings a, a great uncertainty to the market, which investors don't uh, particularly like, obviously. Um, but they have, uh, in data centers, a very certain type of investment activity. It's a, it's a class ass- asset. And data center platforms are now incredibly valuable. And those who are still you know, in control of their original companies are, are sitting on you know, very valuable propositions. So the other... Part of that is the fact that over the last two to three years in particular, the ownership of data centers has changed so that private equity firms now own a a substantial uh, proportion of of data centers. And uh, outside of the, the, the main players, Digital Realty and Equinix, there are a host of companies. And a lot of the private equity companies who are owning uh, data centers now probably very unknown to to a lot of people. So our idea was to bring some of those together uh, and talk about how the, how these funds, which are you know often you know the big funds are two billion dollars plus, how that's impacted the sector and what their plans are obviously for the future. And um, I, th- I thought that was an interesting angle to, to pursue for um, our event in Antibes. We're bringing together companies um, such as Brookfield, who've been very active in the market, and others. We're talking about the impact of the funds. We're looking at how data center platforms are poised to growth with some of the, the main players in, in that, that field. Uh, we're looking at MA 
um, and you know the 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 opportunity there in terms of how how high can these valuations go? How how can the multiples go? And I think recently we're we're hearing stories about it's it's anywhere between you know thirty and thirty eight times um, EBITDA. So this is this is this is a very you know sea change uh, in the way uh, data centers have been valued previously. And uh, but we also then will be looking at emerging markets, uh, Africa in particular. We have uh, the executive chairman of uh, Convergence Partners, Mr. Andil Makaba, who's built up fiber networks across Africa, invested in cable net, uh, subsea cable networks, and now has formed a, a joint venture with Actus Partners to deploy data centers across uh, the continent, as well as some of the uh, players existing in the market already. Uh, so it, that will make a really interesting uh, discussion. Uh, we also have um, uh, the one of the directors from Neon coming uh, in Saudi Arabia. They're building uh, data centers in that, you know, th this is a, a, a virtual new country about the size of Wales. And, uh, and uh, you know, he'll be talking about their investment in data centers um, and other emerging market players will come as well. So it will be a, a really interesting uh, two days, I think. Uh, definitely, and, and I'm looking forward to it myself. And obviously, from an emerging market perspective, it's something we touched on a lot and a lot of questions I get asked as well. And are you finding that that's where the interest is at the moment? You know, that's kind of what these investors are looking for. It's that knowledge about, about the markets that we don't really know a lot about. Yes, I think I think that's absolutely the case, and uh, obviously Africa is a is a key um, target for a, a number of uh, players. It's receiving all all types of investment which are generating economic activity. Then there there's the build of uh, two great big new subsea cables by Meta and uh, Google. Uh, which are going to create then new markets around uh, around the, the the edge of the continent. Basically, the the, the challenge that that, that uh, is existing in these markets is is primarily to do with power, uh, and that's something that the um, uh, certainly the hyperscales are watching. I, I believe. Uh, so when that changes and how that emerges will be interesting to see. But they're, 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 you know, this is a, a, a massive market opportunity, and um, it will be interesting to see over the next ten years how that how that evolves. So it's a it's a very interesting one. Yeah, it's an exciting challenge and one that I'm I'm asked about quite regularly. So you know, kind of as I say, it's, it's what the industry wants to know. That's for definite. Mm. And I know you're touching on a few other topics as well. You know, such as diversity which is, again, really important and, and talent challenges and how the sector is having to adapt to, as we grow, to look to other areas for, for talent as well. So is that something that you're finding, again, that you know people are interested to know about and are looking to learn how they can implement new practices to attract more people? Yes, the, the, I think that's absolutely the case. And um, the with the the introduction of this panel actually the, the, the brainchild of my uh, erstwhile colleague nicola hayes uh with whom i've i've had the pleasure of working for many years and uh she felt that it was important to include this dimension in the discussion 
um, and its relationship, in fact, to the success of the companies. So this is a really important topic to, to pursue. And um, we're trying to, um, we were aware of all the, the educational uh, initiatives of, of organisations like the Uptime Institute and the Infrastructure Masons and what they're pursuing. And that points to the, you know, the, the real um, important issue to address now, which is the lack of um, available talent uh, trained in this in this market segment, and it, it's so wide and so 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 you know, so uh, various in in terms of the talent that's that's needed. Uh, the opportunity is enormous, but there, there is a shortage. I think, if I'm correct, of uh, available skill sets to um, skilled people uh, to um, take the data center market forward so yeah this is a very important one yeah no yeah i totally agree and obviously it's it's linked in really well with the emerging markets as well because a lot of the challenges that these operators have before entering the markets or making the decision is is the talent there you know because we don't want to go there and open um, mm. a 20 megawatt facility if we then can't get the engineers so yeah it's definitely mm. a, a good conversation to have and yeah. and obviously we're you know we're around a month away from the event now and I'm sure yeah. there's people listening that would be you know quite sort of interested in attending but who would you suggest you know, should attend this event you know what type of people do you think could get value from from attending well I think the, the as I mentioned at the beginning um the, the the audiences who benefit from these type of events uh, and from this one in particular are obviously the the investment community so in investors private equity firms, alt investment, and together with the data center operators themselves, but usually the, the leadership, the CEOs, CFOs, et cetera. And then uh, the, um, there's a whole range of professional advisors uh, for the industry who, who come along, um, as well as the, the technology solution providers as well. Um, so it's a it's a, a broad mix of participants to uh, generate you know really good discussions at, at the event across all the topics that, that we've discussed today. Yeah, no, definitely, and we'll obviously share the link to to get tickets, and I know they're you know kind of available on the website, which again we'll we'll share when we launch it. But I was quite interested to know obviously it's your first event for a while, so mm. I was quite interested to know kind of what you're most looking forward to about the event. You know, you must be really excited that you're kind of back in the world of events. So, yeah. what are you looking forward to? Well, apart from the angst of events, which has now become very apparent again, uh, the um, it'd be good to see uh, old friends. I think first of all because. Uh, we have a lot of friends in, in across the industry in many countries, and quite a lot of them are coming. We've had very good take up from the US in particular, which I'm very pleased about. I was surprised about, to be honest, and uh, and um, and also making new new contacts. Uh, a lot of uh, companies coming that I, I've not met previously, so it will be be good to do that and. Um, we're also introducing not in, in connected to our app uh, a trial run uh, from a company that uh, that we know um, called Metaverse on Teep. So um, everybody attending will be able to press their uh, the button on their app and be immersed in different different parts of Antibes and it will help to identify what's near and where meetings are taking place and all the rest of it. So uh, it's, as an experience, it'd be interesting for them to, to see how they, how they use that and um, 
and benefit from it. And I guess that's how events are changing, isn't it? It's implementing mm. technology and you know, creating yes. that immersive experience for everyone that's attending yes. these events. Absolutely. Um, it's it's you know it's so difficult to um, change formats in in event businesses, and obviously we had very radical change experience uh, during COVID uh, through um, the hybrid events, um, you know, some live, some virtual, uh, or in fact, completely virtual in the first uh, year or so. Um, but but now I think people do like to return to face-to-face meetings and that, you know, the human contact is, is, is a basic sort of requirement. And uh, I think people really enjoy you know, being at the event and and experiencing that. Yeah, and I think there's two chains of thought, isn't there? You had that kind of the conversations with people who were saying, "Oh, you know, face to face events will will never come back now. It's so much easier online, etc." Which I'm I'm totally the opposite of that. But and then you had the people who were kind of like, "I can't wait for events. I need to get out. I need to speak to people. I want that physical contact and I want networking." You know, and I think that's. That's what I see in the data center sector. People do want to get out there and have these conversations face to face. So, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people really looking forward to, to this event and obviously other events that are taking place over the next year or so. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. And, um, and that, you know, in many ways, that's why we we decided to um, to go to Antibes because uh, it's a it's a it's a town and a resort rather than a, a city, and it's a, it, it's sort of in a, in a slightly way in a slight way reminds me of uh, Hawaii from the point of view of small intimate locations that people can go and sit in and disappear and no one will bother them. And uh, it, Antibes has got lots of little cafes and restaurants and uh it's a very very nice city as well and i know that as a city they're, they're actually very they're welcoming us and uh the the mayor of Antibes will be coming along to officially inaugurate it on uh the first day so uh it, it's quite important for them to see an event like this in in their in their town uh, definitely. And obviously, date-wise, you know, I said we're less than a month away. You know, when is the event and you know, how can events, people find tickets? Yeah, yeah. So the event is uh, the 15th and 16th. And uh, you can buy tickets online at platformcongress.com. Um, we've got a range of tickets available. We've also got um, uh, actually enterprise tickets for companies seeking four megawatts and above uh, can attend free of charge. So it's uh, it should be um, a really interesting event for everyone. Uh, definitely. And if anyone listening does you know, want tickets, feel free to reach out to me and I'll, I'll direct you as well. If, and obviously yeah, reach absolutely. out to Philip. Reach out to Philip directly, but one of us will, yeah. will definitely help you out. Yeah, absolutely. Before we close, just a couple more questions, just more general questions, really. But, you know, it's been a really interesting period for the sector. We've talked about it a lot. The growth's been, you know, huge. But what what do you forecast over the next 12 months? Is there anything you're particularly expecting in the industry to have a bit of an impact in that period? Yeah, I mean, we all all obviously want to see the end to the, uh, the war in Ukraine and a restoration of order. Um, how quickly and how far away we, we are from that, no one knows. Um, but um, in the meantime, we have to get on and tackle issues such as inflation and um, make sure that that's uh, brought under control. I think in the US, it's slightly uh, ameliorating. 
But I think that um, for for our industry, just carry on as we are. I think it's continuing to expand. We see a lot of expansion taking place in the US market in particular over the last couple of months, uh, I've noticed. And um, I think that a number of country, a number of companies are poised to enter the European market. So that, that again, has become a very interesting. And looking also outside the tier one cities, looking at um, other locations and the availability there. Nordics will be very interesting to watch and see how that expands. Um, there's there's actually a lot of activity from an investor point of view in Central and Eastern Europe as well, which again you may not you may not uh, uh, know about. And and then you know some people are suggesting that Madrid will become uh, a, a new tier one market and join the FAP D uh, sort of seg- bracket segment. So um, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's an exciting time, and we'll continue on and. Let's hope that um, you know we we get things uh, the world back to to a normal sort of status. So normality would be nice. Yeah, it? yeah, it would. <laughs> Final question before yeah. we close up, and I'll, and I'll let you get on. But you know, if you it's a question I ask everybody, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in this sector, what would it be? Oh wow! I think it's rather than this sector in particular. It's just a general business thing that I would, that comes to mind that would be you know I, I found very very important during my career is just the loyalty that that people have t- towards you and towards each other and that counts for an enormous amounts in making business happen um and for I've been very you know lucky that the people I've worked with and in fact I, I you know people that have come to platform are previous colleagues um, are, are very loyal and we we work together as a team and I think you know that sounds very generic but actually it's really important and um, uh, that's something that I value above above everything and and it's the most important experience actually in, in my, my 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 sort of time oh, I agree and it's it's one of mine as well loyalty like both both ways you know loyalty goes such a long way to you know in business and and, and in life to be totally honest with you it's, it's good life advice as well it is it is it's, it's good one <laughs> really enjoyed that conversation obviously you know looking forward I'll be attending on team so looking forward to it and, and obviously if people are out there you know we'd love to meet up if you do want tickets I know we've talked about it but please reach out to myself or Philip directly and we'll you know we'll direct you to where you need to go and hopefully we can meet a few of the listeners out there as well but that sounds good <laughs> all right then thank you very much That's great. No, thanks for your time thank we'll you catch up again soon You're welcome okay bye-bye